mean, given this music, we should call this segment Did Lucy Love It, didn't we? Shouldn't we? But, yeah. What did uh, you think? Well, the only film I've really, truly loved was Forrest Gump. That's sitting atop of 4.5 oh. stars. Well, what about Flying High? Shawshank. They all got four. Oh, did they? Flying High got what? Four? Four. four. Forrest Gump is the only Surely one to have achieved 4.5. Wow. 4.5. All right, The Great Escape, this 1963 classic, is a poignant depiction of a supposed real-life story taken from Paul Brickhill's novel, of course. It did take a while uh, to get into gear. That's me watching an older movie, I think, that age generation. <laughs> but it, at times it did seem like it was going to be a joyous movie. Uh, but being said in the war, it was tinged with sadness throughout. There were, of course, exemplary performances by all the wannabe escapees and their characters were all very likeable. The screenplay, albeit lengthy, skillfully combined bits of comedy with what was to be the inevitable. I was quick to judge it, but I did thoroughly enjoy it by the end, again, despite the ending. Three and a half stars. That's a good mark from you, Luce. That's From you, Luce, that's... I mean, they should all be delighted. I mean, it is considered one of the great films in the history of the genre. If I'm being picky, it's between 3.5 and 4. Okay. Because it's me, I'm going to give it the lower end. 3.5 stars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it's me. Lean in. The scene that I picked was when they are deciding how to get the dirt out of the tunnels, of course. They're trying to escape throughout tunnels and they've realised that they've got a heap of dirt they've got to get rid of, but it's different shades to what the dirt is outside. Uh, here is Lieutenant Commander Eric Ashley Pitt also known as Dispersal. He's a fleet air arm officer who finds an ingenious way to get rid of that dirt. You'll never believe it, but I think I have the solution. The problem is somehow to get rid of this tunnel dirt over the compound. Well, of course. You fill these bags with the dirt from the tunnel. Then, wearing them inside your trousers, you wander out into the compound where you pull these strings in your pockets. Out come the pins. Eric, it's good. All you have to do is kick it in. Unless you're a complete fool, the ferrets will never see a thing. It's indecently brilliant. What do you think, Roger? Eh? We'll try it first thing tomorrow. I already have. It works. So he's <laughs> he's wearing this big thing around his neck with these two long sort of pockets that fit under his trousers and mm. just pull the strings and then the next scene is you see all these guys walking mysteriously over to one vegetable patch and just pulling these strings and a heap of dirt just coming out next to their ankles and then them kicking it in and then raking it in and then they walk off. Not sus at all. I stood over your shoulder and watched a couple of minutes when you were watching a bit earlier, Luce, and it was a scene where um, the officer was being told about escapees and how they'd been effectively executed. But the language was all guarded about how they'd been shot whilst trying to escape. But it was mm. clear the subtext was they'd been executed. And I, watching the scene thought it's such a it was such a refreshing throwback to an era of cinema when you had like a, a scene of long dialogue between two people that had to be entirely carried by the actors. There was no dynamism to the shot. Mm. It was a shot of one person standing mm. up, another person sitting down, and it was long. And it only worked because the two performances were superb. And the dialogue and what they what they were emoting was there was such a mismatch because what they were saying was all this official language, but you could see on their faces they knew what the implication was and the inference. Yeah, and all it was the, just a all brilliant the things that go unsaid. That's right, exactly. I was thinking and about it was on just the... such a wonderful era of filmmaking where you had to rely on that. You couldn't yeah. do some tricky shot or transition or you know drone footage while something was going on. It was just on the actors. I was thinking that on the plane during the holidays. Looking at this screed and screed and screed of films, thinking, I, I don't want to watch any of these movies. 
<laughs> but you think back to the era of movies like Twelve Angry Men, mm. or a, a, a movie that my dad loves and showed it to me at a young age and had a big impression on me, Inherit the Wind, which is a movie starring Spencer Tracy as the lawyer who represented, was his name Clarence Darrow, I think, who was the teacher in the United States who was was prosecuted for teaching Darwin's theory of evolution. Mm. The whole thing's a courtroom drama, and, and all these witnesses are being called who are you know, preachers and set in the deep south. Extraordinary film. But it's all dialogue-driven. Yep. Wouldn't these, get made today. Days, no chance. The Marvel people would go, you know, at one point, is is you know, is that car going to turn into a robot and attack someone? Yeah. And that's the only way they get made. It's sad. It, yeah. was, it was actually refreshing just watching a scene going, oh, yeah, that's good filmmaking. Robin Nan is on the line. Morning to you, Rob. How are you? Good, thanks, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was my sister-in-law. She was in Wolf Creek. What, what, um, what was she in it, Rob? It was one of the dead people. Um, <laughs> I haven't actually seen it. My wife won't let me, but I've seen her scene. Um, yeah, so she actually uh, lives in Borough, and a lot of it was shot around Borough and uh, surrounding areas. So, yeah. so she wasn't one of the two girls who starred in it who ended up being killed. She was one of the people who was already dead out yeah, the back yeah, in the shed. Yeah, she was, yeah, she was just dead. Dead. Um, so is she credited in the credits as like you know dead woman number three or something like that? Like is it? And, uh, yeah, her name's Emma, um, and she loved it. It was a long time ago now. I think what would have been yeah. two years at least. Oh, more so, than that. Yeah, I reckon it came out yeah. not long after the Sydney Olympics. <laughs> that is superb, Rob. What a great film credit to have. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, eight double two three double o double o is our number. It's twenty nine minutes you, after. Were you credited for Shine? No, no. I th- and I, I, I sent Scott Hicks an email about. Is that. your agent still in touch? Right, look, them? I just. <laughs> It was a little bit version. disappointing. It was the crowd scene that carried the film. Maybe now that you're a famous TV star, they might re-release it. <laughs> right we just will say and and all and introducing <laughs> Will Giddings. Five double news time. David Penberthy and Will Goodings six to nine five double A breakfast.